0: Gould Parts presents Preps Rewind on one hundred three point one and
1: thirteen ten KFKA. Here's Mike Danson. Good morning, uh, welcome into Preps Rewind. Saturday morning, here we are presented by Gould Parts. Gould Parts in Eaton, forty five East Collins in Eaton, 970-454-3355. Open seven days a week. Your Napa parts provider. Uh, a plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Anything you need automotive-wise, give them a call and they will get you taken care of. We are live from the Aloe Fiber Studios. First thing I want to do is uh thank Bruce Dick for filling in for me last week. Thank you, Bruce. I appreciate that. Um, the rundown of what the show is going to look like today, we will uh, look at these scores from this week in... High school football, um, just a little bit of an update on what uh, softball is looking like for teams in the area as that uh, state softball tournament is continuing today. Um, in the second segment, we will have university head football coach Casey Doss as they got a huge win over Brush last night. Uh, He's not going to say it. I will. That is going to wrap up the league title for them as they play Sterling next week. But uh, I think they will uh, get through that one pretty easily. In the third segment, we will have head Windsor football coach Chris Jones as uh, they started out the season 3-0. and They lost a couple games in there. And back-to-back, back, and now they've won four in a row. So um, his team is playing really well as we approach the end of the season. And then in the final segment, uh, we will look at the uh, this edition of the Preps Rewind Power Rankings. Um, once again, those are teams that I think in the area... Uh, no matter what classification they play in, they have the best opportunity to win the state championship in football. So I will list those from uh, the number eight team to the number one team out of uh, that group. So uh, let's jump right into it here as uh, we will talk about the scores from uh, this week in uh, high school football. Uh, one thing to that I'm going to mention also as I go through the teams is I'm going to give a shout out of what their RPI is. So that is the number that Chassa uses to uh, get into the playoffs. And and sometimes even if you're one of the top uh, 16 teams, if there's a league champion that isn't in the top 16 and they're a league champion, they're going to bump out some of those top 16. So have that in mind. But in the eight man through three, a level, the top 16 teams make it to state in RPI, um, that's after the league champions are in. And then in 4A and 5A, the top 24 teams make it. So keep that in mind as I as I mentioned those RPI numbers. Uh, we will start at the eight-man level day spring, one and six this season. Uh, Coach Ben Fusco and his crew having a little bit of a rough one over there. Uh, they play at Caliche today at one o'clock. They are sitting 25th in the RPI. Uh, need a couple of big wins here if, the, if they have any chance of even thinking about playoffs at this point. They played a really tough schedule, so that helps out their RPI, but uh, as of now, they're probably on the outside looking in. Highland, a team that uh, struggled a little bit at the beginning of the season, they are 3-4. and four. They play at Flatiron Academy today at 11, and oddly enough, this is a game that could get... Highland into the playoffs. If they win today, they will be the league champion for that 1A league and they are going to be in the RPI. They're right now, or they're going to be in there. RPI wise, they are 18th. So if they fall, they're probably not going to be in with that rough start to the season, but they've made it through their league schedule very well and today have a chance to punch a ticket to the playoffs. By beating Flatiron Academy, uh, Flatiron Academy, the only other team in that uh, league that is undefeated. So this one today between Highland and Flatiron Academy at 11 uh, is for all the marbles in that league and and who's going to represent them in the playoffs. As we jump into 2 a Platte Valley and Wellington played last night. That was another game that was for the uh, league title, essentially. Uh, and uh, Wellington gets the win over Platte Valley, twenty-six to seven. Platte Valley falls to four and four. Uh, Wellington continues their winning ways as they get to eight and zero. Oh. Wellington number twelve in the RPI. Platte Valley number eighteen in the RPI. So Platte Valley needs a lot of things to go right if they're going to try to sneak into the playoffs as a uh, Top sixteen team, Valley gets their second win of the season. That was on Thursday. They beat Bennett forty-eight to twenty-four. Valley is number thirty-six in the RPI. Timnith also two and six on the season. They fall to Weld Central twelve to seven. They are thirty. 2 in the RPI birthed birthed my team in 2A the team that I've been uh, just talking about all season birthed 8 and 0 they beat the academy 56 to 9 last night they are number 5 in the RPI and birthed is a tough tough team university 5 and 2 on the season they essentially won their league title last night. I'm saying that when we talk to coach in the next segment, he won't say it, but uh they moved to 5 and 2, they beat Brush 30 to 15 last night. And uh they're number 7 in the RPI. Eaton, Eaton Reds, they uh had lost to birthed a couple weeks back, but they get back on the winning streak here beating Forge Christian 24 to 7. Eaton is sitting number 13 in the RPI as they played a pretty rough schedule here to start the season. Uh, start the season as we're getting into the final week. Um, let's jump into the 3A level, 3A. Severance and Roosevelt hooked up last night. And this one, uh, looking at the the records of these two teams probably ended up being a little bit closer than anybody would have thought as Roosevelt gets the win over severance, 28, 27 last night, severance falls to two and six, Roosevelt moves to seven and one severance in the RPI is 25. So they are probably not going to be able to squeeze into the playoffs this year. Roosevelt, uh, even with that one loss to resurrection Christian, they are number four in the RPI. But, uh, they need some things to happen for them to be able to uh, get the league title and guarantee themselves a playoff game at home to uh, start the playoffs. Uh, Resurrection Christian, speaking of them, they beat Mountain View last night, thirty-four to nineteen. They are number nine in the RPI, uh, in the driver's seat for the league title as long as they just uh, win the next couple of weeks. Mountain View, we just talked about, they are number twenty-two in the RPI. They lost to Resurrection Christian last night. Uh, Also in that league, we had Thompson Valley and Northridge hook up last night. Northridge uh, started five and zero, and now they've lost three in a row. They are number twenty one in the RPI. They lost to Thompson Valley last night, forty three to fourteen. Thompson Valley, number five in the RPI. Thompson Valley is a team that uh, whether they whether they win the league title, which they are still in the running for with uh, Resurrection Christian. Uh, I think those two teams hook up in the final week of the regular season for 3A. And uh, that will probably be for the league title at that point. I think Thompson Valley may have to get through Roosevelt still. So Thompson Valley has a tough go here going against Roosevelt and uh, Resurrection Christian the next couple weeks. But Thompson Valley being five in the RPI even if they fall in those two games they probably still have a really good chance of being in that top 16 as we jump into 4a keep in mind here the top 24 teams make it into the playoffs windsor we will talk to head coach uh head coach Chris Jones in the third segment they win against loveland last night 28 to 10 they go to 7 and 2 and they are 12th in the RPI so they need to keep winning uh, as they uh move through this to to just reassure that they're going to make it in. I think they're in the driver's seat for that league title, uh, if uh, memory serves me here. Loveland six and three, lost to Windsor last night. They are number fourteen in the RPI. Uh, expect them to be in the playoffs, as they always are. And you never know when Loveland gets into the playoffs, what they're going to be able to put together. Greeley Central uh, two and six on the season. I couldn't find it. it said they were supposed to play Silver Creek last night. I could not find that score anywhere. I wonder if that game is actually going to happen today. So uh Greeley Central may be playing Silver Creek today, or if they played last night, I did not. uh I was not able to find a schedule anywhere, uh, a score anywhere. They are 35th in the RPI. Greeley West one and eight. They lose to Monarch last night, 44 to 11. Their RPI is 37. At the 5A level uh realistically only team uh that has a chance at the playoffs and it may have fallen last night with the uh is Fossil Ridge they're 4 and 5 they lost to Fairview 55-28 last night uh, they're 27th in the RPI top 24 make it in but uh it's going to be a tough go for any of these uh Fort Collins 5A football teams Fort Collins uh one and eight on the season they fall to in town rival Pooter 17 to 10 Pooter's 37 in RPI Fort Collins 32 in RPI that moves Pooter to 3 and 6 on the season Rocky Mountain the Lobos 4 and 5 on the season they beat Boulder up last night 35 to 10 they're 36th in the RPI that is uh the scores from the night in football before we get out and then we'll uh we'll get Coach uh, Casey Doss on the other side, a little bit of an update on softball. The only two teams in the area that are still alive have a chance at the softball state championship. Uh, At the 5A level, the number 14 seed, Fossil Ridge, uh, they are playing right now, started at 10 o'clock. Against Chatfield, the number two seed, Uh, that is a chance to move on to the state championship game later today. And the other team, the number one seeded Eaton Reds, are in the semi against number five Academy. That is also 10 a.m. They are going uh, right now as we as we speak. They are playing softball. Um, I'll kind of try to. Find a score here for both of those games and and mention those as we as we go through Preps Rewind today. Um, so those are the two softball teams that are still moving on, have a chance to bring home that uh, softball state championship today. Fossil Ridge at the 5A level, Eaton at the 3A level. Uh, this is Preps Rewind. I'm Mike Danson. On the other side here, we will have head coach of the University Bulldogs, Casey Doss. Uh, You are listening to Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Welcome back into Preps Rewind, presented by Gould Parts. Gould Parts in Eaton, 45 East Collins in Eaton. 970-454-3355 Give them a call for all your auto parts needs. And now we're going to jump onto the uh, phone line here and talk with head coach of the University Bulldogs. Coach Doss, how are you this morning?
0: Oh, I'm great. Thank you for having me this morning.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you jumping on with me here. Uh, You uh, you guys get the win last night. You're not gonna say it, Coach. Um, as I know, you guys have Sterling still next week, but uh, yep. that was probably your biggest hurdle towards a league title last night against Brush.
0: No, I, I'm not taking anything away from Sterling. They're a really good football team. So no, I I think it's just another another test for us um, going into the going into the playoff season and and hopefully getting ourselves. Uh, position where we uh, get a home game but no I, it's not wrapped up by any means because we know how good sterling is they've been coming on but brush is a really good football team i think what it was more than anything for us honestly was a physical test and and uh can't could we match brush's physicality and and i think your kids they will be fine
1: yeah co- coach and that uh, that kind of leads me into where i was going to take it is uh, brush is definitely a very physical team but uh you have to be happy with the way your defense played to kind of shut down that run game last night, only giving up two scores.
0: Man, it was awesome. Our, our kids had a little "then do not break attitude. But um, Gio De Santiago, our middle linebacker, I think he ended up having 10, 10 tackles, four tackles for loss, a fumble recovery. I mean, he was all over the field last night along with other guys. And it it starts with our, our front and defensive line Um, I thought our kids did a really good job of uh, really taking on double teams and then allowing those linebackers to flow. And it was then led by that senior with Geo and and then Titan Bentley and Gage Schminky had a monster night off the edge. And I was just really happy with the way we played defensively.
1: Yeah, one of those things when you play against a team like Brush that's going to run the ball so consistently and they're going to run it a lot is making sure that those defensive backs don't fall asleep and give up a big play. That must not have happened at all last night either.
0: You know, I, we gave up one. We gave up one uh, in the third quarter, really. That was the one that kind of – I wouldn't say when really fell asleep, but but we dropped a little coverage there. Uh, but I thought our DBs and our safeties um, played really well. Ryan Hedinger and Jacob Cruz a safety, um, they knew they had to come downhill and tackle, and they did. And then we played a lot of man last night against them, which we haven't done a lot of that this year. And uh, I thought they were up to the task, um, reading, being able to read – that it's run or pass and then reacting off that.
1: Coach, uh, one of the things is I kind of look at your guys' stats for the season and it stands out to me that's a little bit different for your team this year than maybe a few teams from the past is that you guys are really running the ball a lot more successful than you have potentially in the past and and that uh, it really starts up front. So maybe let's shout out some of those big guys up front and then uh, move on to the guys running the ball.
0: Well, and it starts with our five. Uh, We've been lucky this year, knock on wood, but um, we haven't had a lot of rotation. Guys rotating in and out of the lineup, so we've been pretty intact with our offensive line. Uh, And on our left side is A.J. Schuler and Caleb Bronner, um, and they're both juniors, and they they are really good friends, and they've grown up together, and so they've got a good chemistry. And my center is Deshaun Salazar, and he's had a great season. He's a young sophomore who we pushed into it a little bit last year, and then he's really – Really, really taking steps forward. And then my right side is uh, Emilio Gonzalez and NGO de Santiago. And, and those guys are buddies and they're seniors. And, and so there's a great chemistry with those five. Um, they've bought into their role in, what, in, in the game, in the schemes that we run. Um, they've really bought into, all right, this is how it has to happen. And they're smart kids. And I think that makes a huge difference. And then they're, they want to get after you. <laughs> Quite frankly, they want to get after it and, and, and try to establish a run. They really don't want
1: to have to pass protect too much. Yeah, and, and that's you talk to any offensive lineman, they're going to tell you that they would much rather be going forward than than taking those steps back yeah. in a pass protection. So,
0: yeah, without a doubt.
1: Yeah, Coach um, uh, Cole crocent is. Uh, I'm assuming he's healthy at this point. The last time we talked, he was kind of working yep. through a little bit of an injury. And uh, just talk about how he has grown and, and how he's playing really well at this point.
0: Well, I think he's a real calming influence for our team. He does. Uh, he's just really athletic, and in that, you don't know if he's going to run or pass it. And then last night he was very efficient. He was nine of eleven, and but I think he was nine eleven for about one hundred seventy and a couple passing touchdowns. So we still have the ability to throw it, and we still RPO game and all that kind of stuff that we do. Um, but he's really calmed it down as far as all right. If if we're in a bad bad look, he's going to get us into a good look. Um, He'll switch, switch our plays in and out if we need to do that. And then he just keeps everybody's even keel in that huddle.
1: Well, and it has to feel really good for you having having somebody out there that you can give those you know, those RPOs. That's not an easy read for for a quarterback, but somebody like Croson has the experience. But he's right. also you also are giving him the freedom that if he sees something that you guys have seen during the week that you can audible into something better for the team, you're giving him that option. That just has to give you a lot of confidence as a coach.
0: Oh, it's awesome. And then if a play breaks down he's got the legs to run around. Yep. He did that last night. I think he had three three scramble plays where first, second read weren't there and his pocket's starting to break down. And he's able to escape the pocket. So I think that's that's huge as well.
1: Yeah, Coach, um, one of the other guys that kind of stood out to me looking stat-wise is uh, um, Caleb Tejada. I know you guys like to be pretty aggressive defensively and get after the quarterback, yep. and but uh, Caleb Tejada, he has six interceptions on this season. So um, talk about him a little bit and how, how he is uh, one of your defensive leaders.
0: Uh, Dude's a ball hawk. It's unbelievable. And then, you know, we had them drop down in the box last night. Dylan Sup played the other corner opposite of him. And so they had to get in and uh, get their nose dirty and and make several tackles last night, which they did. Caleb is just – he's really grown into the role. And, you know, he's a baseball kid first, and he would be the first to admit that. But I think he really loves football. And um, the experience that he gained last year, has really translated to to what he's doing on the field this year. He can, he flips his hips really well. He's a real smart, heady player. And then he just got a knack for going and getting it. And he made a one handed one last night interception that was it was ridiculous. I couldn't believe it. Um and and uh that was a big kind play in the fourth quarter to kind of just seal it out.
1: Yep. Uh, Coach, I, I know we kind of mentioned Sterling a little bit, but um, you beat Brush last night and, and Sterling yep. is on the schedule and, and you don't want to look too far ahead into the playoffs or anything like that. But with the playoffs just on the other side of Sterling and a, a Sterling team that the team you beat last night beat them by 30, how do you really get your kids to keep focus and make sure that their, their, uh, their goal of being 1-0 and in this next week uh, comes to?
0: Well, I tell the kids I've been here for 11 years now and we haven't played Sterling out there in about the last five or six and I've never won out there. So for me, I want to, and I know that's a personal goal, but I would like to win the game out there because it's a hard place to win. You know, coach urban with basketball. We've talked about that a lot with basketball. It's hard to go out there and win in Sterling. And so I, we're, we're going to put it on the kids that they're going to have to take care of business. And truthfully, Sterling now is not the same team that they were three, four weeks ago. I've seen them play on film. They do a lot of good stuff. Um, they got a very dynamic quarterback. Um, and Coach Busamente is a dang good coach, and he's going to move the pieces around. And if you're not paying attention and you're, and you're falling asleep, he's going to catch you with stuff. And so I think I think that's, that's the big one for us is there's a lot of things that we haven't done yet, and we have a lot of things out in front of us that we want to do. And if we want a home playoff game, We got to win next week, and so that's the other thing we've talked about is we'd like to play a home home first round playoff game, which we've never done in this program forever. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that we got out in front of us.
1: Yeah, and and you kind of bring it up there, like the difference between uh, winning this week against Sterling and having uh, you know guaranteeing yourself that home playoff game, or if you happen to slip up and and fall to Sterling, like. The, the position that you could be put in in that bracket you never know where you're going to end up traveling to and and uh, yeah. what team you're going to see so it, it really is a, a big game for you guys
0: no it's huge I, I it's huge to win a league it's huge to to secure that home spot and and to hopefully bump yourself up to where you got a, a favorable seating going into the into the bracket you know into the tournament so. And I think there's a lot of good teams in the tournament this year. I think it's wide open. I, I think you look at you look at the two a the two a field, man. It is it's a wide open uh, wide open deal. And I know Bertha's got a really good team, and La has got a good team. Classical's still winning. Delta's good. I mean, obviously Delta's good. Yep. And so there's a lot of good football teams out
1: there. I I completely agree with you, Coach. That that two a level seems to be as wide open as it has in a long time.
0: I, yeah, I totally agree.
1: So, uh, coach, uh, I I appreciate you jumping on and joining me this morning. Congratulations on on a big win and uh, go get that league championship here this next week. Thanks. Um, and we will uh, we will probably chat with you a little more as we get into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, thanks. I appreciate you having me on this morning.
1: Yep, that is uh, head university football coach Casey Doss. Uh, I appreciate him jumping on to join me, and uh, I kind of mentioned it there during the talk but uh in the past my question with those university high teams have always been can they run the ball consistently enough to be successful in the playoffs those teams that uh win in the playoffs they have a running game that if they need to they can lean on and this year with that uh, offensive line he has and uh um i believe it's his son in the backfield along with Crocent uh, Excuse me, that's a team that I think is going to be able to compete at that 2A level, and, and we'll see where it goes. So, um, thank you again for Coach Casey Dosh joining me. Um, we are live in the Allo Fiber Studios. On the other side of this break, we will get in touch with the uh, head football coach of the Windsor Wizards. Uh, Chris Jones. We will talk about his win and and kind of the a little bit of a roller coaster that his season has been. As they won three, lost two, won four now. So, um, you are listening to Northern Colorado's voice, one hundred three point one and thirteen ten KFKA. Welcome back into Preps Rewind, presented by Gould Parts. We are live from the Aloe Fiber Studios. Gould Parts in Eaton, 45 East Collins in Eaton, nine seven zero four five four three three five five. I have Mike on the other side of the glass. We are trying to reach uh, Windsor head football coach Chris Jones and get him on to talk about his team and the win. Uh, while he is efforting that uh, we will run through high school softball. These are all the semifinal matchups going on live right now at Aurora Sports Park. Uh, Fruta Monument and Erie are in the second inning. Erie is up three to zero. Uh, in the second inning also Frederick and Riverdale Ridge. Riverdale Ridge is up six to zero in that one. Lutheran and Holy Family Lutheran up two to zero in the second inning Chatfield and Fossil Ridge Fossil Ridge one of the two teams from up around here that are still alive in the third inning that is a 0 to 0 game between Chatfield and Fossil Ridge Thomas Jefferson and Strasburg are in the third inning. They are also knotted up at zero. And uh, as we would expect, Eaton just kind of running away with that uh, amazing softball team that they have. Eaton is up 6-1 to one in the second inning there. And uh, Micah gives me the go-ahead. We have uh, head coach Chris Jones from the Wizard- Windsor Wizards on the line with us. Coach, how are you doing this morning?
2: We're doing well. How are you guys
1: doing? I'm doing well, Coach. Uh, thank you for jumping on with us. Um, uh, your season is, has been a little bit of a roller coaster as you guys started three and zero, and then you drop a couple, but now you're back uh, on a four game winning streak.
2: Yeah, we've had a couple of good things happen to us, and I do believe the losses um, gave us some moments to teach and and get better at some areas. So yeah, it's been it's been a really good. Last, like, five, six weeks, so.
1: Yeah, Coach, uh, and so last night, uh, it, it didn't take you guys to get on the board. It looked like, uh, from what I saw, you guys took the opening possession and, and got down and were able to put the ball in the end zone right away.
2: Yeah, we had a nice uh, first drive. Um, we had um, a fake punt called, and um, two guys didn't hear the call, and they did not block what they were supposed to, but our, our punter, Gavin Helm, Made a great uh, read and run, and he made like a 13-yard run on that to get a first down for us, despite two guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and sometimes that's how it happens with uh, young guys, huh?
2: Oh yeah, and they're high school kids, and uh, but they came up on. We didn't know it was fake punt. And I'm like, well, it's okay, we got it. So, yep. But yeah.
1: Um, and it, it was kind of back and forth through the first quarter there, as uh, you guys scored. Um, you gave up a touchdown to Loveland, but then you guys hopped back right on top. Um, but then it turned into a defensive battle.
2: Oh, yeah. The, our, our defense played toe-to-toe with them, and they're smashed mouth. and They've got some talented running backs that are physical and blessed with some speed. And they've got a couple guys like to throw the ball to that have some height and speed as well. And, you know, we just, you know, our kids just, they played their role. And I think that's the key when you're playing team football. You, you play your role and don't go outside it, and, and good things are going to happen.
1: Yep. Uh, and then uh, I think it looked like it was like towards the end of the third quarter, um, Loveland kicks a field goal to get it to a 10-14 to 14 game, but your kids, your team just really responded there and were able to kind of put the game away in the fourth.
2: Yeah, we had a, a good drive in the third quarter and um, weren't able to capitalize to get any points. And then they came down uh we no they got the ball we got a three and out on them and then we fumbled a punt and they get the ball like on our 32 yard line and, and then they went down and we held them out and got a field goal and um the defense just they they have they held the line you know they they were tough guys our, our we never broke the chain the chain stayed connected and on both sides the ball and it was really just a it was a it was a fantastic effort the kids could see it coming and feel it and you know, they had a lot of confidence going into the game.
1: Yeah, and uh, let's talk about uh, your quarterback, Kyle Phelps. Um, yeah. It's kind of a do-everything guys for, for you, but uh, you guys seem to be throwing the ball a little bit more than you have in the past, and, and he's being efficient, um, but uh, also, also getting the job done.
2: Yeah, Kyle's been, you know, uh, we've been pretty uh, grateful for what his talent level has given us. I mean, each week he's gotten a little bit better at certain things, and that's the fun thing about we And we have him coming back next year. He's definitely, each week, when we say, hey, we got to improve on this, he's taken it to heart, and he does the details and the drills to make sure he does that part of his job better. And that's been really great. The great thing about Kyle, and I have him in the classroom as well. He's in my Algebra 2 class. and He's a learner. He wants to get better. He wants to do whatever he can for his group and his huddle. And So, yeah, he's definitely, each week, We said, hey, you need to work on this. He's like, okay. And that's what he focuses on. And and then we see it in the game. And, you know, he's definitely just, you know, one of those great kids you get to teach and coach. that uh, you love to see it come to fruition, you know?
1: Yeah, and that's uh, one of those things, you know, it's not always the quarterback isn't always a leader. But they they kind of turn into the de facto leader of the team. And and sometimes you get lucky and you get a kid like that uh, in that position
2: yeah no he's definitely he's a we before me guy, and he yeah like I said, in the classroom and on the field he has he makes a lot of great decisions, and you know even the stuff that when we make errors, he knows okay I'm going to correct that and fix it next time, so he's got a a good um a good memory, you know athletic memory so
1: well, and that's exciting for you guys knowing that he's going to be back there for you again next year
2: yeah and, and the o line. O-Line has done a really good job uh, just each week dealing with different defenses and and, and making adjustments live, in-game. And, you know, that, he's got a pretty good group of guys in front of him as well that you know, and that's the blue collar guys that you don't get to hear a lot about. But he he spends a lot of time with those guys.
1: So yeah, and, and coach, that's that's kind of exactly where I was going. You have uh, Brady Lichtenberg as your leading rusher, but uh, none of that stuff that happens in the backfield with those skill guys happens without those guys up front, and they don't get a lot of love as we always talk about the skill guys. But um, it sounds like you're very happy with where they're progressing, also.
2: Yeah, and uh, um, you know, and and the line they get to battle every week against our defensive line, which is pretty stout. And there, there's definitely <laughs> some moments with those guys where it gets kind of heated and they're like, you know, brothers fighting every, every week. Yep. In practice. And then they get to let it all out during the game. So they've got a really good counterpart with them and our, you know, our defense and offense during the week really feed off each other. And, you know, you know, we have to blow quite a few whistles to get guys to calm down and, you know, get back in the huddle and, you know, so they're they're definitely their their chemistry um, uh, individually has really helped them battle each week against the O line D line and like, those guys. It's like there's these mini wars where we have to separate. Okay, you go against him this time because I don't want to see that fight.
1: You know? Yeah, but but I, I I guarantee just the way football is and football teams, those guys are are hugging each other as they walk off the field at the end of practice.
2: Oh yeah. They're they're in the locker room last night, and that's the group that's the last guys out, and they just have a they just have a really great respect for each other because you know it's, they're not getting called out on the radio or TV or the, in the newspaper, or internet. They're just and I mean that's what you get when you have a some really solid coaching. You know.
1: Yep. Uh, coach, one more guy that I wanted to talk about, and, and just uh, my history of being a defensive backs coach. Uh, uh, Mikey Munn, is uh, he has seven interceptions on the season. Uh, talk about his role and, and how he's kind of leading that defense.
2: Yeah, and he got one more last night. Wow! And uh, Mikey scored all four touchdowns last night. Turned a kick for a touchdown. Then we we bring him in. Uh, once in a while on offense, and I think last night he got like 13 or 14 plays on offense. And he's just got, he's got a great chill speed, and he's just matured and developed, uh, so much since I've known him as a freshman. I've actually I've known him since he's like sixth grade, but he's a, he's just got some just talent. And that's all I can say. He's a talented athlete. And he's a team first, talented athlete, and balls in the air he's going to go get
1: it. Yep. Coach, uh, I, I really appreciate you hopping on with me this morning, and, and I just want to say uh, good luck the rest of the way as you uh, get through the regular season and into the playoffs.
2: Yeah, well, thank you and uh, for supporting all the kids here in Northern Colorado, and you guys have a safe weekend.
1: All right, thank you. That is uh head coach Chris Jones of the Windsor Wizards. Uh once again, they started off the season 3-0 and and then they they dropped two in the middle to Fossil Ridge and and just an outstanding Bennett football team. But now they've uh won four in a row, I believe, and uh kind of figuring stuff out here as they uh, as they approach the playoff season and kind of peaking at the right time. Um we will uh hop out uh, on the other side we will have the newest edition of the preps rewind power rankings and we'll kind of update those softball scores you are listening to preps rewind on northern colorado's voice 103.1 and 1310 kfka
0: it's time for the preps rewind power rankings
1: And here it is, the Preps rewind power rankings for this week. These are the teams that I think, regardless of classification, have a chance at going on in preps football to win the state championship. And let's kick it off at number eight. Number eight, the Eaton Reds. Five and three. Shake your head at me having him in here still after three losses on the season. I'll take my chances with the three-time defending state champions. They have 964 passing yards. Uh, that's Connor Davy. He has 11 touchdowns but seven interceptions. We gotta cut back on the interceptions if they want to be competitive in the playoffs. 1,036 rush yards. I'll take my chances with the defense against most teams, especially in the playoffs with the experience of this coaching staff and the players that are still on board. So number eight, the Eaton Reds. Number seven, the Roosevelt Rough Riders. They've scored 307 points this season. Uh, The offense is led by Bronco Hartson, Xavier Ramirez. I love the way they spread the ball around in the passing game. They have four receivers with over 100 yards. The defense is still growing, and they're hoping that they will peak here as they get to the end of the season in the playoffs. This is a 7-1 team that lost to Resurrection Christian, who is really good. So uh Roosevelt is slotted in number seven for the Preps Rewind Power Rankings. Number six, we just talked to their uh head coach, the Windsor Wizards. They're a little more balanced offensively than we've seen in the past, and When I say that they have 800 passing yards and 1900 rushing yards, that doesn't sound like balance, but that's way more balanced than a Windsor wizard team has been in the past. They average 6.8 yards per carry. They've only turned the ball over four times that I could find on the season. So this is a team that is, they hold onto the ball. They play good defense. They run the ball. The things that you need to do as you get into the playoffs, the Windsor wizards do it. Wellington, I've had them at number eight for as long as I can. Uh, I've been doing these preps, rewind, power rankings. Now they're number five. Wellington eight and They have a two a plus two hundred and seven point differential. They've ran for twenty six hundred yards on the season, and they average eight point four per carry. They are led by sophomore Tanner Gray, the quarterback. He has eight hundred and fifty six of those rushing yards. Defensively, this is a team that has 14 sacks and 12 interceptions. So they're getting it done defensively, but the way they run the ball, good luck. Whoever plays them, it is going to be a battle. And maybe this is the kind of team that really fights hard against a a team in the playoffs. But that team that played them the next week when they have to go play again, lose because they're so beat up after playing this Wellington team. Number four, we talked to their uh, head coach today. Also, the University Bulldogs, they're 6 and 2. Their two losses are to two great 2A teams in Elizabeth and Delta, who combined only have one loss on the season. Croset and Doss are leading the way on offense and the aggressive defense with Caleb Tejada controlling the air. They have he has 6 interceptions. They're going to be ready for the playoffs in a couple weeks and Don't look now, but this is a team that actually has some playoff experience in the past. You couldn't say that, but they've been in the playoffs. They've won playoff games in the past couple years. University number four. Number three, Thompson Valley. They are 6-2 and on the season, and they may be the biggest surprise of the football season in northern Colorado. Their two losses are to the team I think will win the 2A state title, Berthid. And a 7-1 Riverdale Ridge team. Riley Suarez seems to be a perfect fit for Coach Steele's offense. His 953 passing yards, 9 touchdowns, only 3 interceptions. And he leads the way running the ball with 622 rushing yards. Nothing amazing stat-wise if you look at them defensively, but it's a team that gets the job done. Thompson Valley, number 3. Number 2 in this this edition of Preps Rewind Power Rankings the Resurrection Christian Cougars 6 and 1 on the season their only loss is out of state to Buffalo Wyoming This very difficult 3A league that they play in they've won the last 3 games as league play has started 40 to 20 26 to 6 and 34 to 19 uh, The biggest test may come in 2 weeks when they face Thompson Valley Jackson and I'm gonna butcher this name I have it Zinka I don't know if that's right I'm sorry if it's wrong Jackson Zinka 548 rushing yards on the season Hunter Hansen 565 rushing yards on the season leading the way Resurrection Christian number 2 and number 1 the team I think is going to win it all at the 2A level the Berthet Spartans 8-0 a plus 266 point differential RPI number five, Darren Davidson still has not thrown an interception on the season. They've ran the ball for 2,381 yards, a 7.7 average. Joey Finnegan on defense leads the way. He has 70 tackles and six sacks, and they're plus eight in the turnover differential. So, That is this week's edition of the Preps Preps Rewind Power Rankings. Number eight, Eaton. Number seven, Roosevelt. Number six, Windsor. Number five, Wellington. Number four, University. Number five, or number three, Thompson Valley. Number two, Resurrection Christian. Number one is Berthid. Let me uh, refresh real quick here. We'll get the uh, softball scores in before we get out. Uh, Fossil Ridge and Chatfield in the third inning still zero to zero Eaton now up seven to one in the second inning uh, the other scores Erie still up three to zero in the second inning Riverdale Ridge up six0 in the second inning Lutheran and Holy Family Lutheran up two to zero in the second inning and Th- uh, Thomas Jefferson and Strasburg zero to zero in the third inning. Um, That is where we're at softball-wise. Those championship games will be played later today. Get online and figure out where those are. There's some football games going on also today. Uh, I appreciate you listening to Preps Rewind today. I am Mike Danson. Thank you to Micah on the other side of the glass, always keeping me in line here. Uh, Thank you to head coach of the University Bulldogs, Casey Doss, for joining me. And thank you to Windsor head football coach, uh, Chris Jones for joining also. Guys, we're not that far away. One more week of regular season for a lot of these football teams. And then the playoffs start. It's exciting time of year. Uh, some softball state champions will be crowned today. Once again, you've been listening to Preps Rewind, presented by Gould Parts in Eaton, on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA.